Welcome to the Confident Dollar Podcast, where we are seeking to bring confidence and organization to your financial life. Okay, so today I'm going to talk about how to teach your elementary school age kids about money. Um, in a previous podcast, I had kind of introed this series and then it was slightly delayed because my kids were home for summer. So, um, it was hard to get around to recording new podcasts, but we are finally getting to this series of teaching your kids about money. And I had said previously, we're going to break it up by age groups. And so this first age that we're focusing on is this elementary school age, um, and this could also like apply to younger than elementary school age as well. I would say, um, you know, like preschool basically and, um, and, and then through elementary school. So these concepts that we're going to go through are basically going to be, um, something you can apply, uh, you can apply to that entire age group, but you would apply, apply it like slightly differently, obviously for how old your kid is. A fifth grader is going to do something a little bit different than a preschooler. You can make it a little bit more challenging for, even this spectrum of age. So, um, but, but you can do these four tips basically at any point for this age group. Um, I had said previously in the previous podcast, I am a big advocate of parents, not only modeling good money habits with their kids and then just open communication around money, but they also are going to have to teach them. So, um, like I had said previously, a lot of people think that, uh, more is caught than taught. And there is a lot that is caught when it comes to parenting. There, there is stuff that is caught, but there is, uh, an aspect that it does have to be talked about and taught. And it's actually interesting because apparently, um, there was a, some statistic somewhere and I, I should have actually prepped it before, but, um, I had seen that a lot of parents feel more comfortable talking to their kids about sex than they do about money, which is so interesting, um, to me, but, um, so I want to just kind of give some ideas of just some simple things you can work on with your kids to start teaching them about money in this elementary school age. And then what you'll notice is that, um, it's each topic. It's basically, you know, how to budget. It's how to earn money. It's how to save money and it's how to spend money. Like everything we need to know and have a healthy concept with, with money. So, um, again, it's for this elementary school age, but you can kind of apply it differently for, for each of your kids, depending on where they are in that, in that range. Cause that is a big range. So, um, you know, and when I say talking to your kids about money, I don't always mean like sitting down and having a lesson. That's actually hardly ever what I mean. I mean, um, talking to them about how much does this cost at the grocery store, how much your budget is for your food and not like exact numbers, but just, you know, saying it out loud, like, oh yeah, we, that's, you know, we've already spent our budget for that this month. Like we're, um, we're going to try to do this or, um, you know, just talking about it, just having them interact and understand that there's a, uh, way that you manage your money. Um, instead of thinking that when they see you pay your bills, they're going to understand what's happening. Um, so here's kind of the four tips I would say. Tip number one is to have your kids in this age range, um, use a clear jar to save money. Um, I actually, this was a new one for me. I have had my kids do envelopes, but, um, we're actually switching to the clear jars. One envelopes are kind of annoying and messy, but the clear jars is they can see the money in there. It's visual. They see it. That's a kind of a helpful thing, obviously for a lot of us, but even at this age group, especially, um, you're gonna have three jars and you're gonna have one for savings, 
one for giving and one for spending. Um, the, uh, what I have my kids do is they, if they earn money, um, so this does not apply when they get birthday money, when they get birthday money, that's their money. They can spend it. They don't have to save, um, and give from that portion. But if they earn money, they are going to put 10% into savings, 10% into giving, and then the rest into spending. Now you can do whatever percentages you want. Um, that's just what we've liked to do. So I wanted to teach my kids. It's important to save. It's important to build in that habit when you earn money. So starting to build in the habit of saving with that 10%. I also want to teach my kids that it's important to be generous with your money and it is good to share and give to others who are in need. And so, um, we have them give 10% as well and they can choose where they want to give this. They can choose like they go to a summer VBS. That's always raising money. They love to take their money there, um, to their youth group, to church, to, um, you know, if they have an organization, maybe they already know about and love and want to donate to, um, you know, let them choose there. And then they're spending money for my kids. They get to that's use it. They're mostly their discretion. I say that with a little asterisk, like we like their kids to be able to spend that, um, since they've earned it, they've done their savings, they're giving, they get a lot of discretion around their spending, but we will talk them through things. So there's going to be, um, some guidance around that as well. Like, okay, that's great. That's how much this costs. You can, you might be able to get this cheaper somewhere else. Or if you bought this, you could get two of these instead of this one Lego set or just whatever it will be. So there's still conversation around that spending, but for a lot, for the most part, they have their discretion, um, of what they can spend it on, obviously, as long as you're okay with them buying those specific things. Um, so that's kind of the, that's the primary kind of set it up that way. That's how you start having them, um, separate their money as they start earning it. Um, so tip number two, I kind of was already talking about that, but tip number two was allow them to spend. So, um, like I said, they've, they've earned that money, they've done their savings and their givings. Now they can go and, um, spend on certain things. And this is a category that's going to build. You'll see that build as we go into the different age groups, but right now they get some pretty free spending as far as a toy or coloring book or new markers. Maybe they're not having to really pitch in for any costs. They're young. Um, I don't have my kids pitch in for any costs, but, um, other than I will have them I take that back. I will have them like, maybe they want to buy a smoothie or if they have food items, I will also allow them to spend in that category as well. Like if they want to go buy and get a smoothie somewhere, or maybe they want to, um, you know, we like this place that has the acai bowl, so they might want to buy one of those. So they will spend in those ways as well. Um, but I always have my kids take their money and purchase it themselves. And there's two reasons for this. Um, one, I want my kids to have to interact and learn how to purchase something from somebody at a counter and, um, have that whole transaction. I want them to be, have to talk to the person, to look them in the eye, to have that social interaction. I think that's important. Um, but I also think it's incredibly important for the kids to have to hand over their own money. It is something very different about them handing their over their own money to that person rather than they see you put it on your card and then they pay you back when they get home and they're like, what, you know, why are you saying it's $35? It was only 32. And you're like, well, taxes, it's just too much. It's, it's hard to explain. It is better for them to, um, it's a mo- much more of a learning experience for them to have to purchase it by themselves with their money at the store. So I've actually gotten pretty strict with my kids of like, sorry, if you didn't bring your money, no, you gotta remember to bring your money next time. Um, 
then you can't buy it. Uh, you know, we'll like make a target run and they're like, please, please, can I get this? But no, you didn't bring your own money. You have to bring your own money next time. Um, so that would be my tip for that is you allow them to spend, but they have to, um, hand over that own cash, their, that cash themselves. There's just a little bit different. Um, and that's where, so step number th- or tip number three, I would say this is kind of where you're having those more of those conversations around money and spending as you show them opportunity cost. So if you spend your money on this, you won't have money for this. Like my kids, again, like I said, they like to spend money on food sometimes. Um, and so it's like, Hey, well you spent your money on that. You, you don't have any more money to buy yourself these new, you know, this might new toy you might you know, one, or you spent your money there. You forgot you were saving for this. That's a little bit more expensive. So now you're gonna have to save for longer. So it shows them opportunity cost in spending. It shows them that, you know, they have to kind of prioritize They have to learn to start prioritizing what they want to spend their money on. And obviously as they get older, we're going to start splitting this category into be like into more like needs versus wants. There's not really any needs in this yet for this age, but it's still starting that process of learning how to categorize where you spend your money and where they want to spend their money. Um, so you can see these first are just really a lot of budgeting, basically concepts around budgeting for their little budget concepts around, um, starting to set money aside for savings. So, um, they're obviously not really investing that yet. Um, that's kind of just, uh, well, actually I take that back. Um, I, my kids do have investment accounts. So that, that savings as that, com- as that piles up, then I take that savings out and they watch me put that into their investment account, but they're not doing that themselves. It's just kind of like slowly starting to learn that, um, concept. So, and, and that obviously isn't every once in a while, cause the savings is like, you know, such a small portion for a while. It takes a while to build it up to anything worthwhile of putting in, um, their investment account, obviously, unless they're older elementary, my older kids, um, can earn a little bit more. And so we can do that more often, but as they're younger, that's going to be fewer and farther between, but you're still kind of starting to build in those concepts, the saving and investing, um, how to spend opportunity cost, how to categorize your needs versus wants. Um, and so you, you know, just the kind of the basic concepts of money that they're going to have to know as they get older, you're kind of starting to get those in there, um, with some of these tips. Um, and then my tip number four is just teaching them how to work for money and how to earn. So, um, this one, you know, it's going to be obviously, um, how you know, everyone's different. Um, we have never done allowance at home, um, with my kids. I was not, um, that was not something we wanted to do. I did not want to, um, teach them that they get paid for housework because you don't get paid for housework when you're older. Um, kind of one thing, but also just, you know, you're, we kind of view it as we're part of the, all part of the family we all kind of pitch in. Um, and, but I do know some people like to do that with allowance. And so I would say, one of the main things I would say at least is if you're going to give your kids allowance, have them work for that. Don't just, I did know families growing up that was like their kids got $20 allowance every week, you know, just because like their parents want to give them $20. So, um, I would not recommend that. I would definitely recommend, um, tying the money to having to work for it. Um, so if they get an allowance, it's because they did these chores or I know some people like their kids have, um, their main chores they have to take care of, but if they do above and beyond those chores, they can get allowance. You know, that's an idea you could use, but have them work for their allowance. If you're going to do allowance. Um, 
but I think kids are very capable of learning how to earn money too. So don't sell them, sh them short in this category and think that allowance is the only way. Um, it is not. I've had my elementary school age kids, um, one of them was pretty young, I think maybe even like third grade or something when he started cleaning trash cans in the neighborhood to start making money, um, for neighbors. And then he saved and he bought himself with the money he earned, he saved himself, bought himself a power washer so that he could do it faster. Um, and that was a way he earned money for a while. I've had, um, my kids do, you know, they do like kind of a bake sale or they sell scones that, um, they like to make and around the neighborhood or even for parties. They've done that before. Um, obviously helped out babysitting or mowing the lawn or those different types of things. And obviously some things are easier. The older elementary can start doing a little bit more earning. It's a little harder for the younger kids, but even younger kids, um, like I said, you can kind of give them a above and beyond chore of, Hey, help me with this. And I can pay you $5. Um, you just start to reinforce that you have to work to earn money. And then once you earn money, here's how we're going to split it up. And there's just a process. You got to save for things. You just are starting to reinforce this, that process they're going to need to know. So, um, yeah, those are my main tips for this elementary school age. It's going to be basically very minimal, um, easy things to incorporate with your kids. But just like I said, slowly building in some very fundamental, um, important groundwork for finances that they're going to slowly be able to build upon that you'll see how we build upon as they get older. Um, but are really easy to incorporate and so easy for kids to understand. Kids are so smart. Um, and they definitely understand things, you know, they're more people than we often give them credit for. And so, um, don't be afraid to start incorporating these things with your kids to get them a foundation of being healthy with money. Because if you do that, you're going to set them up for so much more of a successful future than if you just think they're going to learn it at school, or you think that they're just going to pick it up from somewhere else. They won't. So start this at home, start this with your elementary school age kids and, and then tune into that next one. So you can see how we build for that kind of middle school age. So Thanks so much. And, um, yeah, look forward to that next one. Lauren Gage is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL financial member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual to determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you. Consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal.